Welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. We provide education and information on senior care topics. Here's your host, Ryan McGinnis. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. My name is Ryan McAniff. We give you information and education on senior care topics. The one rustling the papers in the background is Janet. She's trying to figure <laughs> out her, her newspaper. <laughs> and she, she was reading the, the Globe. I, I, I don't read the Globe as often as you do. Um, I read more of the national papers. But um, the Globe is certainly a reputable newspaper that has a lot of interesting things about uh, the Boston area, but um, you were you were reading something on what? On closing of five more nursing homes, and it highlights the turmoil in elder care. Well, well, well. This is while this might not be a surprise to many, it certainly is the ongoing documentation of the uh, the problems that are going on. And if it's happening in Boston, uh, which I would say is closer to the top on wealth than it is on the bottom of wealth, mm-hmm. um, then you can only imagine what's going on in other communities that are in the middle and on the lower end of the economic scale. Yeah, and that's it's good that you nailed it by saying in Boston because um, part of the article is talking about uh, skilled nursing facilities have shrunk by a third since 2000. So that's the past, what, 19 years. And this is a situation where this is down um, – in the south coast this was down around new bedford fall river area yep but it's about uh nursing homes that are owned by a company in new jersey and um it all came about they were being investigated uh for not paying employees and not paying some bills and not settling um some lawsuits and they had run out of money and they were bouncing checks and the state stepped in and pulled their license. And, uh, you know, this is one of those things. It's, it's, you know, hard to hear. But one of the things that was I found interesting is that um, the whole way people are addressing it and looking at it, there was a quote in here that said about the closing of these, the good news is that other facilities in the area are going to get more residents, and that's going to improve their financial stability. So, you know, the whole idea of you you need a pretty full house or you need a certain um, occupancy, if you will, to be able to attract the nurses, the caregivers, the the um, the behind-the-scenes staff, maintenance and everything else that you need to run a safe and healthy nursing home. And if these places look like, you know, they're here today, gone tomorrow, people aren't going to rush in to say, this is where I want to be employed because they're worried about being out of So did that article state on why these specific nursing homes were closing? Well, it said... I mean, obviously, it's money reasons, but why are they running out of money? Well, this was a matter of the, the organization... The New Jersey organization uh, was part of a far-flung chain, and they didn't manage their finances well, so they ended up in the hole. And because of the um, some questions of lawsuits or um, inappropriate claims, and then they had to pay back the claims, um, they were losing money, and they got to the point where they weren't paying the day-to-day bills. And uh, twenty-nine. Uh, nursing homes in Massachusetts have closed just in the last year, 
which that was kind of a number that I knew was going on, but it, it kind of caught me by surprise. And it went on to um, to talk about things that, you know, what other things are contributing, like you said, and reimbursement from MassHealth, uh, which is the Medicaid program here, um, that has um, reduced, so there's less money to work with. And the wealthiest residents in the area who um, were paying the higher rates for nursing homes and all, they have been lured away by the assisted living facilities. And as we know, day in and day out, an assisted living is not the same as a skilled nursing facility. So families are like, well, you know, mom doesn't really need the clinical help, but she needs some oversight. So they go to the assisted livings. Well, they can't provide everything a skilled can. And as we know, sometimes they end up needing to have caregivers in there on top of the care provided by the assisted livings. And uh, another thing that was interesting was um, as a result with mass health cutting back and other things, there's um, a new class under the accountable care, and I have to read more into it, but Medicare plans have tightened the requirements on how long they'll pay for residents discharged from hospitals to rehab. And one of the things we've seen over the last two years is um, nursing homes are almost like step-down units. You know, they go there for rehab. They haven't moved to the facility, but they're there because they're not quite ready to go home yet. Well, a lot of that was a way that the state was helping to keep the nursing homes going. And they had more occupancy because of this rehab component. Well, now Medicare is tightening up on what it will approve for that. So that's cutting things too. So, and then there are just the people that want to age in place and the people like we have that want to see what can they do to be at home. And uh, even they'll pay for a private nurse to come in on some kind of basis. Yeah. So, so we've, we've kind of gone over this a little bit and uh, this kind of ties in. I wasn't actually going to do a whole podcast on it, but I was reading the New York times the other day and they were talking about over in England in certain parts of England where it gets really rural, budget cuts through the state-funded healthcare system have been causing, um, you know, uh, hospice um, houses to go away, mm-hmm. have been causing uh, small little hospitals to go away, and have been also causing um, transportation to go away, meaning like the senior bus, which causes which causes a lot of issues because, you know, like we all know in a rural area, if you go to the local market, the prices are more expensive. But if you can go into the larger town, then the prices are cheaper for groceries. And there are friends there. And, you know, I think the guy was saying, I like Volume. to get a beer with my friend over there. Now I haven't yeah. seen my friend in six months and I'm super lonely. And, you know, it, it's kind of that downward spiral, that, that snowballing. Um, I was actually just at a networking event a couple of weeks ago, and this this exact issue was brought up on how these these five um, South Coast facilities have left. And we should we should state that the the area in which New Bedford and Fall River is is generally kind of a blue collar area. Yes, it's yep. it, it Fall River doesn't have the best. Uh, reputation. There's crime there. There's a lot of drugs there. But what's interesting about the area is is, and I'm sure it's like this in a lot of a lot of areas. Two towns over a million dollar houses mm-hmm. as well. So you have that 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 the, since it's on the coast, of course, the people that are within, 
you know, half a mile of the coast, there's a lot of wealth there. But then when you get in towards mm-hmm. the towns and in through the, the, you know, in the harbor, I guess you will, Fall River Harbor and yep. things like Whole that. Yeah, fishing boat industry. That's all fishing. That's all blue collar. So there's, there's unfortunately, there's crime in there. There's drugs in there. And um, so the this 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 isn't a surprise whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You have my my guess is, and we talked about this in another article where out in like I think we were talking Wyoming, where uh, uh, people who are aging in place, meaning that they didn't need any care, their parent they they left the, the 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 daughters and the 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 sons left to go to the big city to pursue their marketing dreams or their advertising, their banking, whatever it was, where the money was, you know, be living near the city is big right now, yep. and. So because of that, as their parents have gotten older and funds have gotten less and all those young people have left the the rural town and have gone in search of the big lights in the big city. So there's no more young blood that's in there that's spending money at restaurants, the nightlife, the taxes yeah. that get paid, the the all the retail shops that spring up because – the, the advertisers want the 25 to 55 demographic. That's, That's who's right. spending the, the money. mom and pop shops. And so that when that goes, then all of a sudden, 10 years later, the whole town is gutted because money's run out and they don't have this. And it sounds very much like – now, while Fall River is by no means gutted, it's, it's, it's a city and there's it's not to say that it couldn't thrive under the right circumstances again. This is an example of – you know, what's been going on for the last 20 years in, in Massachusetts. And quite frankly, and I'll, you know, I don't know if I get in trouble for saying this, but I will, you know, what nursing homes have become are dementia wards for people that don't have any money. And so people that do have money um, do not want to be around people that are demented all, all day long. Mm-hmm. And that's why assisted livings have created a traditional unit and a memory care unit because the traditional people, as horrible as it sounds, the, the people, there are, there are old, elderly, sweet little ladies that get pissed off that they're around somebody with dementia and they Ugh. say, go send the crazy person down into the basement. I don't want to be around them. Absolutely. As a director of the crazy people in the basement at a, a facility in the past, the idea of just having an entertainment that was set up for the folks downstairs – the folks on traditional, they weren't coming down with those people. No, nope, I'm not being associated with those. I don't have dementia. I don't. I think they thought they'd catch it or yeah. something sometimes, I swear. And so we do get de- a decent amount of cases yeah. um, where the family has decided to opt in for 24-hour home care rather than paying for their loved one who is completely appropriate to go down to memory care yep. to go down there because the fa- the family cannot bring themselves to force their loved one who is adamant that they don't have dementia, mm-hmm. even though everybody but them know they have dementia down into the dementia wing because it's the the it's the taboo place to go. Mm-hmm. So so with that being said and that being a realistic thing, and if you're able-bodied and you don't have the need for skilled care, why would you go into a long-term skilled care unit with a bunch of people that are demented that are yelling, screaming, wandering, walking, you know, doing their thing that is completely appropriate when you can go to a higher-end assisted living facility. Yeah. And then on top of that, if you do need care, 
you can call up Minute Women and we'll show up with our one-on-one concierge service and provide you the care that you need while you stay in the higher-end class Right. And and so this is this is a this is such a this is this to me is the microcosm of of what I feel like we're having going to have issues with with healthcare in general. Mm -hmm. So, you know, right now on the dock, it's uh, that it's clearly going to be a big thing if it doesn't get uh, addressed this upcoming presidential election. It will be addressed in subsequent ones. It's going to happen on what is going to happen with our healthcare system. Is our healthcare system going to be more privatized? Is it going to be a combination of the two or is it going to be a... a one a single payer system. Well, I think one of the problems that you're going to find with a single payer system, unless it's addressed beforehand, is exactly what you're seeing with these nursing homes. Yep. All the poor people that can't afford it are going to go to the the med- mass health paid facility, mm-hmm. and then all the rich people that can afford it are going to go f- to the private pay facility that is nicer has better doctors or better staff if you will has better food has better activities has better everything because money obviously drives the world that we're in and i completely agree that having bad health care is more than likely better than having no health care whatsoever yeah. but five five facilities out in massachusetts are now closed because the fact of the matter is they ran out of money because mass health doesn't pay anything they don't reimburse and generally a lot of these nursing homes live off of the 10 to 20% of the medicare or private pay that are in there versus the 80% that are in there on mass health so i'll just end my rant for now and let you yeah speak. no it, it it's absolutely true and when you were pointing out you know referring to like the new bedford area it's you think of it as it's blue collar. You have the same issue for people at No Massachusetts up in beautiful, picturesque Gloucester. You know, it's any or any um, blue collar or industry kind of environment. You know, these are people that were in many cases living paycheck to paycheck. You've got the farmers in the Midwest dealing with the same problems. You know, and what what do we do with it? And with our current system, you know. Um, to have a visiting nurse come in or other things. These are for intermittent medical problems. These, you know, because you have Parkinson's, because you have dementia, because you have MS, those things, those are not things that qualify for coverage under our program, uh, the Medicare program right now, in terms of having people come in to help you with your activities of daily living. And that's a huge problem. And we were talking just yesterday about some of the most challenging people with dementia are the people that not only don't think they have it, but they're perfectly healthy otherwise. You know, that's just brutal because they don't fit the medical mold. In some cases, they don't fit the age mold. We've had clients that were younger than anybody in the facility they were at. And how is this going to get addressed. And and one of the problems with having that is with being young and having dementia is that you're that much more likely to wander off. You're that much more likely to, because you're physically, you're capable. physically capable of literally running away. 
like it's not just like the little old you know you sit there and you go hey how could a caregiver let a little old lady that goes one mile per hour with a walker go out into that get out of a well that is complete but when somebody's 60 years old and they can do a backflip if they wanted to it's it's even that much more you don't watch them they take the car keys they, i mean yeah so i mean this this you know this I, and i know it gets so contentious with you know this 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 with this healthcare system it, it gets very very contentious very quickly and i'm not saying that there's one way or, uh, there are studies that show that having a single payer system might be overall less expensive than it is um than it is the system that we have right now right that, that may be the way it goes but i just have my gut feeling is that is a microcosm of what would happen in general is that the people that we're complaining about having you know making half a million and, and up a year or whatever it is four hundred thousand and up a year are the ones that are going to say that's fine whatever like i'm just going to go to the yep. concierge doctor that that i pay privately for and then i'll just go to the 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 high-end nursing home that's private pay and the problem that comes with it is that they say hey listen janet you're the nurse i'm hiring you i can hire you at 50 dollars an hour or you can go work for the government nursing home and you can make $40 an hour or 40 or less than that or $35 an hour and also I can give you better benefits. Well, of course Janet the nurse is not that's going to take about 12 seconds of consideration. Yeah. It's like I'm going to go with the person that's paying me more money, that's giving me more benefits that allows me to uh lead a better life and and raise my kids in a better community, whatever that ends up being. Um and I don't know the, the I don't know the 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 how to solve that problem, but when you have, you'd be a billionaire if you had the answer to that. Well, I mean, you know, but but you know, you you got to sit there and you got to go like, hey, it's 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 a huge problem. And I was at just a leadership meeting, and I think I mentioned they were extraordinarily concerned about this. Mm -hmm. You know, these VNAs and these hospice companies that were down in this area, and it was it was a leadership community for for a lot of people in Massachusetts. Were like, we scrambled like. Where do you find? Well, I mean, VNAs that that in hospice companies that really had had they didn't have as much skin in the game as as anybody that down there. They were scrambling to try to find people because this person is on hospice. They're probably going to actively start dying in the next week, and this this place is basically shutting down the lights and saying, "Hey, figure it out." You know, like yeah. sorry. I mean, I'm sure. I'm hoping that the the overall company did a better job than just kicking them out the door. But when you're yeah, well, the state home, I believe does step yeah. in, and it, you know they make sure that, like in this article, it was talking about if everybody in there they had twenty five people left to place in an appropriate place. But you know, I I think people have we we did a previous podcast on behind the scenes and the office staff. Well, the behind the scenes of the underbelly of the nursing homes is now people are seeing what these issues are. But there's an underbelly to the assisted livings as well. And they have margins. They have investors to sure. pay. And they are scrambling behind the scenes and as we well. Can, and we can do a whole podcast on that um, and probably will. And the, and so all of these places are certainly are certainly scrambling um, with it, but you know the, the the quotes in here are basically you know the the president of the Massachusetts Senior Care Association. We are a system that's underfunded. We are in a historic financial and workforce crisis that affects all of our facilities. 
there's 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 unfortunately there's a it's this weird dynamic because you would think that the supply and demand right would work right. this out there's a huge demand for nursing homes mm-hmm. but the the supply side can't afford the nursing homes but so the nursing homes don't have the ability to to stay open because the the clientele that that, that needs them so badly is is um is not able to pay and then the clientele that can pay for it is expecting um uh, uh, high end apartment condo like amenities i mean you go into any new assisted living in the area I'd be fine living in there. I mean, it's gorgeous. There's happy hour every afternoon. They go out on trips to the North Shore. They go and it, yeah, it's, I mean, it's country club life in a way absolutely, kind of thing. Absolutely, absolutely. You know? And so the, there are these beautiful communities. And it, quite frankly, it's a no-brainer. It's like, all right, well, if I have my pick, I'm going to go with the, and then on top of that, the nursing home, if, if that wasn't enough, they have the stigma of being the nursing home. like. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that, and yeah. that stigma was there 20 years ago when nursing homes were considered in, in, in much better shape than they are today. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know how, how you fix it, but it, you know, and I know, I know part of fixing it is throwing more money at it. Um, and that's and a band aid. And that's, and that's a band aid. That's yeah. like, hey, listen, you know, these, these companies are, are going under. And I, re- I remember the big thing. That happened up in Wilmington where the, the nursing home, this nursing home, there's a nursing home and there's an assisted living that are right next to each other. The assisted living and the nursing home were owned by a family company, local company. They were run immaculately, did very, very good job. And then the family decided, and I have no idea why, but I can certainly speculate, they decided to sell the nursing home and just focus on the assisted living. You want me to guess? My guess is it deals with money. One of it deals with private pay that gets a check every single month for their services. Mm-hmm. The other deals with getting reimbursed between 90 and 180 days by MassHealth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think that's – I yeah. think there's a, there, that was probably a big reason. They probably saw some of the writing on the wall. Exactly. And they decided to sell. That's their prerogative. They then sold to a company that I thought was a New Jersey-based company as well. I don't know if it's the same company as this. But within six months, they had two deaths there that were not natural deaths. They were, you know, they they were being blamed for the deaths of these individuals. And they were finding out that they were cutting corners, that they were cutting staff drastically because they were trying to become as profitable as possible. And and it was a result of the margins being so thin. It seemed like it was a result of the margins being so thin that they started cutting back on the the care that they were providing in order to become profitable or to maximize their profits. Well, these, I don't know which these one These private facilities, I mean, like you're referring to one that was basically family-owned, but many of these um, assisted living facilities, you know, they have investors, and their investors want to see a certain return on, on their uh, investment. Yeah. And there's a huge amount of pressure. Yeah, absolutely. To and so when I talk about the Medicaid and the mass health in a nursing home, Medicaid doesn't Medicare does not pay for ma- for long-term care. Correct. Medicare pays for short-term care. So so when somebody goes to the hospital, they break their leg, they go into a rehab, they're in short-term rehab, their their Medicare benefit is paying for that. It's intermittent care. Absolutely. Yep. So that Medicare benefit does pay good margins. So so when when I was 
when I was marketing to nursing homes, you would always try to go in with the marketing person. The marketing person, one, because they'll talk to you because they're a marketing person. Marketing people talk, as you can hear that I am talking. And secondly, you can look at the board. And the board is color-coded between how many Medicare patients they have filled in beds and how many Medicaid patients they have filled with beds. And, of course, they want more Medicare patients than they have Medicaid patients. So what happens is if somebody goes into a long-term rehab, excuse me, long-term care, meaning the long-term wing, they are paying one of two ways. They are paying cash or they're paying through Medicaid. So when we've always talked about it, and I know I've said it on this podcast, and listen again, if you are in a position where you know your loved one is going to go into a nursing home, walk into that nurse, and on the long-term care side, walk in that nursing home with at least a year's worth of, of mm-hmm. cash. Because if you have a year's worth of cash, you will find that there's a red carpet rolled out for you. Mm-hmm. Cash is king. Yep. That's that was the situation with my my grandmother, who was someone who had Alzheimer's, and she was living with my parents for a number of years. And we got to the stage of the wandering at night, and nobody was getting any sleep. And it was determined that she really needed to be um, to be placed. And we had to do that like ASAP while she still had some you know, enough money in the bank that she was attractive to them and that when that was spent down, that she would convert to Medicaid. Yep. So that's exactly what happens. That yep. they, There's that spend down. So the other thing is if you've taken mo- money from mom or dad in the last seven years and they're going into a nursing home, you're going to be coughing up that money and giving it to the, the, the nursing home or the state. It's more than likely the state. It's not the nursing home. It's going to yeah. be the state or or, or the government, because they're going to say they're going to do a seven-year look-back period, and they're going to see that you got a, a $10,000 or $50,000 or even a $500 gift, and they're going to take that money back and say, no, 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 that's our money because we have to pay for this this long-term right. care. So this is the problem that you're having is that that when somebody is ch- chosen, is, is, is faced with a choice saying, hey... I need care and I need long term. I can no longer live by myself on my own. I can look at a nursing home or I can look at an assisted living and I have the cash to, to pay the two and both of them are going to cost me cash. Which one are you going to pick? And it is the assisted living overwhelmingly the majority of the time. Yeah. That and unfortunately, go then there are people that they live in the assisted living and they do better than expected and now they've spent all their money. And now where do they go? They go to a nursing home and then they end up going to a nursing home with no money. And then they say, all right, well, it's weird. All these nursing homes that were happy to take me in a year ago or two years ago say they're full because they can't afford to take another Medicaid resident without getting some type of inflow of cash. And that's one of the things that it's very, very difficult to talk about because at this point in time, nobody wants to, to turn people away for care. But at the same time is when you have five closures in the south uh, southeast coast of Massachusetts. Uh, well, it's not. There's, it's the south coast. There's no west coast of Massachusetts. Uh, <laughs> Maybe that's <laughs> a pond north, in the Berkshires the or something. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> um, but but that's the and I can I'm willing to bet I don't know the area super well. I'm willing to bet those five closures are devastating to that area. I don't um, think so. Yeah. You, you have to imagine that those five closures in areas that aren't super, super affluent were 
were caring for a large portion of the population that didn't have a huge amount of money. Yeah. And those five closures are going to cause people to have to look in to Braintree or have to look into Rhode Island, which is right across the border, or look yeah. into the, the, the corner of Rhode Island and Massachusetts over by Foxborough and right. that, that whole area. And, and, um, and while that isn't the end of the world, it makes it that much tougher to see your family. It makes it that much. So if you're, if you're on a budget and you're able to go two or three blocks away or a 15 minute drive away to see your mom, maybe you can see your mom three times a week. Well, yeah. when it turns into a half an hour drive or a 40 minute drive with traffic, maybe you can only see your mom now once a week. And so yeah. there's that isolation there that comes with it that all of a sudden families can't get to their loved ones as much as possible because of the cost and because of the time involved it takes to go there and go back. So I think that's part yeah, of Yeah, and it's culture shock to go from assisted living to, to a skilled facility. And like you say, you may travel a gazillion miles because there's one place closer, but you're not happy with the environment. And one thing that was uh, mentioned in this this article we're referring to is that when uh, this New Jersey company was was faced with this situation, they had a potential sale in place and the deal fell through. So you have to wonder what was the potential buyer looking at that said, mm, no, this isn't a good idea. at the finances. Yep. You know, so I mean, that's that's unfortunately the the situation that we're in, but it 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 it, it all it all loops around, and I I know that I kind of sound like I'm preaching, and so I apologize. But that's why we've done podcasts on saving. Like you have to save money because right now, unless things change in the future. And I don't think they're going to change drastically in the future because I don't know how many people know this, but Nancy Pelosi had a meeting with uh, top insurance agents, or t- top insurance CEOs, and let them know that single-payer healthcare systems is not on the docket anytime soon uh, as far as the Democrats are concerned. Um, Maybe that changes, but that's what it, it seems like. Neither party really wants to touch this because it is a massive, nobody wants to touch the third rail. Third yeah. rail. If, <laughs> if we thought immigration was a third rail, yep. healthcare is a third rail of of epic proportions. And you know, unfortunately, there's probably going to be this kicking of the can down the road. Um, but in the meantime, saving your money is going to be hugely important, and being able to pay for a a a pay for your assisted living or your 24 hour home care or stem cells or whatever it might be, um, that isn't covered under your insurance is going to be massively important, um, from today and moving into the future. So, um, you know, it's not the greatest topic, but I think it's an important topic. It's to a talk reality about. check. It's not the most fun topic to talk about, but it's an important one. So, Janet, thank you very much for bringing that up. It is very much appreciated. And if you are interested in reading about that, you can look at it in the Boston Globe, and it's called Closing of Five South Coast Facilities, Leave State with Fewer nur- Nursing Home Beds. Anyways, thank you very much for listening to our ranting and our raving. I wish you the greatest day possible, and we will catch you on the next